podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello you miserable bastards and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn and joining me today is Craig Devine. Good evening. Sam Smith. Alright, how are we doing? And Mark Jordan. How's it going? So we'll just jump straight into it. Uh, we are recording right after the Rangers game and Craig, we'll go to you first. Thoughts on the game? Uh, I thought it was a decent enough game itself, but obviously the main talking points is going to be the, the goals that we kind of gifted to them. Mm. Um, I thought in terms of performance, um, we matched the Rangers team that turned up. Um, I'm not saying that they couldn't have gotten out of second gear if they wanted to, but they didn't really need to because we kind of just handed the game to them. And after that second one went in, it was a little bit game over for me. Um, I think in terms of the way we played, I'd, I want to kind of give a bit of credit to Jim Goodwin. Um, just because if you cast your mind back to the start of the season when all the, the talk in the media was um, Jim saying that we need to stop giving Rangers and Celtic so much respect and giving them a game and um, we were quite angry on this podcast especially when we went to Ibrox and didn't do that at all so um, to come away today to be disappointed and not picking anything up um, it's kind of mm-hmm. you know, a far cry for where we were at the start of the season um, so the game itself certainly after a few you know, a few players I'd pick out as of having had a good game. Um thought Connolly was excellent, um, his usual self, kinda of given the defence a lot to think about, which we've kinda of come to expect. Um Doyle Hayes, I don't even know if it's worth pointing out when he has a good game anymore <laughs> because that's just pretty much every game for me. Um I thought he absolutely bossed in midfield today without even breaking a sweat at all. Um Fraser in particular, I thought he had a good game as well. That's probably quite a few in a row that he's played well. Um, he was really positive for me today. He was always looking to kind of get forward and they're breaking up when he needed to. Um, it's just a shame that we, we kind of sold that second goal with mm-hmm. such a horrible, horrible mistake. If if that hadn't happened then, and if Abika had scored that goal, you know, put that into the roof of the net instead of the roof of the stand, then we'd be looking at an entirely different result. Um, aye. Aye, so uh, basically what you said there as well about, um, I will go back to the point you made about uh, what Goodwin said before the match, how we were giving the old firm too much respect and we were a bit naive against them and then we came up against Rangers and we didn't see any difference and how he's went and changed that. I think and looking back now we may have jumped the gun a wee bit about being uh, angry about that because he clearly hadn't built his team yet. We're only kind of because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, Nathan Sheeran played that day as well. So we we tried defending Nathan Sheeran on this podcast. I think we just as soon as players <laughs> fans don't like players, we like, right. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, it, the game there was one game he had that was quite good, and everyone was on his back. And then because he, he, he was over, he got the place over Cami. He didn't really go on to do much after that. So we held our hands up and said, yeah, he wasn't good enough. And like, he's not even, is he even still on the bench? Is, is he still at the club? I, I, to be honest, I forgot about him. I genuinely forgot I, about him as well until you mentioned his name. I, I think the last time he was on the bench was one of the league, I think it was one of the Bedford Cup games. I can't, I've, I've, he's not been on the pitch in months anyway. But I can imagine us sending him back and possibly freeing up a wage for someone else to come in. Uh, but yeah, uh, we, I think we played really well today like we started excellent um, really took the game to Rangers we created the first chance in the game and then obviously that'll be a chance I think it, we might be a 
bit unfair on Obika there. Like, um, I was at the match, and from the angle that I was at, it looked like quite a tight angle for him to hit the target on. Uh, Golson was pushing him out towards the the far line as well. Would would I, th- I know Sam? You you mentioned that you think Golson probably would have got to that if he'd got it. I I'll, I'll back Obika up. I think. Uh, <clears throat> I think Craig's shaking his head, obviously. I'm not having it. <laughs> I, I think it, he, he took a, I think it was a Webster pointed out as well at half time that he did take a really good touch to kind of take it out the way he did. But I think uh, he would have really struggled to get that on target. I, don't, I think if you were going to maybe look up the other end, I, I don't know if maybe Morelos or Roof would have been able to do the same thing. It was a very hard angle. And I think for him to even get it, and he was going to need to smash it into the roof, and, uh, the roof of the net for a very short distance. I thought Goldson kind of worked it quite well but you'd at least kind of expect him to hit the target at least or at least threaten as if he's going to score enough try and hit the dome <laughs> but yeah um, we, we, we controlled the game well um, I think Connolly had a good game but I think he didn't really get right into the game until the second half uh, where we started utilising his pace a bit more um, really unfortunate for the second goal like it was a terrible mistake from Sean. I say we'll touch on that a wee bit more as well later. But I think it shows you how much we've we've came we've um, came as a team because uh, like we're quite disappointed that we've lost two 0 to Rangers after the first performance we had against them. We probably would have took a two 0 defeat off them. I think it's a it's a balance, isn't it? It's you can be relatively happy with the performance level and the tactics and how that worked, and I think how how much we restricted Rangers. They, they didn't really look particularly dangerous for the majority of the, the game. And certainly, as you were saying in the first half, we looked like we were going to be the ones that might that might do something. And But for a couple of, a couple of, kind of, some poor luck on the first deflection and then the, the mistake, obviously, from Shaughnessy, then you're, you're looking at, you know, a nil-nil against Rangers, which is never a bad score, or, or maybe giving yourself the chance to do something more. At the same time, there's no... No prizes for glorious failure and, and all that, and yeah, you, I mean you can't you can't be a bit too romantic about it and just think you know classic old at one. It is disappointing that there's you know there's two two goals which I think are avoidable, mm. and and that's the difference. So you need to find the, the balance. You can't be too disappointed by showing up and playing the way we did. And I think it's a credit to to just about everyone on the pitch how we did play today. At the same time, can't keep making mistakes like that. And, and, and expect to, to make those points up somewhere else down the road because it's life isn't fair, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I think we may as well talk about the goals. Um, uh, the first one, does anyone want to come in on that? Because I kind of missed it. Aye. <laughs> uh, I think originally I came for the throw and it just looked as if Rangers have done what they've done all season and pressed this high up the park. I think it was between Tate and Mason, can I get caught? Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure about what they were doing obviously when the ball comes in Doyle Hayes and Erehon I don't know if it was a sort of lack of communication can I let the ball go through and obviously they just took a big nick into the net I'm probably sure that the way the ball went across to Anik looked as if he had it mm-hmm. and the Knicks just took it right over him it's, yeah. it's a really it's a kind of daft goal to lose considering a lot of the goals that we can see don't tend to come through the middle mm-hmm. they're pretty kind of sure up through there but uh, I think I wouldn't really point to blame it and it just looked as if it was the sort of goal that Rangers have scored this season and it's kind of hard to be tough on anybody a lot of these players have been part of a really good run and it wasn't an obvious error for Erehorn and Doyle I think maybe if the two of them maybe spoke to each other it would have worked but uh, Aribo took the ball through in the space and obviously played the killer pass 
It's one of the ones, if that gets deflected any other day, it goes out instead of going in the net. It's just it's shite, but it's unfortunate. Yeah, I think um, I was very, very positive about Erehon last time I was on. I think if I was to be hypercritical this time, I think, you know, 40, 50 yards from, from goal, he's very good at getting up in people's faces and pressing people and getting the ball back and not letting much go by him. For whatever reason, when he's back on our 18-yard line and being asked to almost kind of do that second second bank of four thing and stop the ball getting on, he just seems to be a wee bit hesitant. We saw that with the, the goal for the first goal for Rangers in the, the League Cup game for that massive gap in the defence. And, and it was him kind of not pushing out to his man. I mean, maybe he's been told to hold his line and not to push out, but if, if you had to try and pick a fault with that first goal, you, you could maybe say that just not quite quick enough to go out and stop it getting there, but as you were saying, Sam, you could say the same about Tate and Mason at the, the touchline and maybe just been a wee bit slow to, to react and get back onto things. They were, I think Mason was killing a bit of time with the ball in the touchline and had his back to, to the throw-in taker. And, you know, if you're maybe just a wee bit sharper there, then then who knows? But again, that's that's you know searching for a searching for a problem and, and finding one to talk about it. I think in, in general, Rangers will score much much harder goals than that. All season they'll score easier goals than that, and I don't think there's a major issue there that we need to address to stop it happening again. It's, it's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. And talking about easier goals, um, <laughs> very unfortunate from uh, Shaughnessy with the. The pass straight to Morelos. Um, one, I think, probably one of the worst players to have passed that to as well. Um, we all know that he can finish when he wants to. He's not maybe had the best of form recently, but like he slotted it away. And yeah, I think that was essentially game over. I think at one 0 you've always kind of, especially with the way we played against Rangers the previous time, you you still had hope that you could get back into the game, but mm. it, it just came at the complete wrong time for us and. Um, you know, Rangers didn't really need to do much after that to control the game and just um, see it out, essentially. Do you want to see it out? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I think, we can uh, open the debate on Shaughnessy now. And we can, we'll nah, I think, uh, I don't think uh, Foley would have done that if he was playing. <laughs> <laughs> because Foley's a better defender than Joe Shaughnessy. So, nah, listen, it's one of the things. Uh, could, uh, if there was any of the 10 outfield mm-hmm. players... That happens. You, sometimes you get your studs caught in the deck. I, that's what it, I don't know what it looked like to use. It looked as if he's he studs caught in the deck and he's went to put his foot through the ball. Listen, it happens to players all over the pitch. It just so happens that if a defender or a goalkeeper makes a mistake, just so happens that it's always going to lead to a chance for the opposing team and a goal. And I think it would be really, really harsh on him to continue to go. You know, Sean, is you know, a massive part of yeah. the, the defence that's been probably St Man's biggest strength this season mm-hmm. and it'd be really hard to start having a go at a guy who but I don't know obviously about you I think Sean is he's a great player he's, but he is the best defender in the team mm-hmm. I, would agree, and, uh, yeah. I think it would just be really hard to go and have a go at him I don't know for me I'd need to watch it again to see if his studs did get caught or anything like that I mean to me it just looked like a total kind of lapse of concentration um, when I watched it back the first time it looked as if he wasn't really looking back towards the goal at all and he's just sclaffed it but like you say could I get his studs caught and it could happen to anyone I'm not going to criticise him too much because it is what it is it was a shite mistake to make it's a shite thing to happen but I like you say he's been for me our best defender this season so I don't want to be overly critical and I certainly don't want to see him get 
dropped for the, the weekend, as some folk have been suggesting. I know we're going to get so many comments on Twitter because we've said that uh, Shaughnessy was our best defender this season. I, I'm going to put it out there. He's the best defender we've had in a few years. Like, And I, we got added last time we mentioned it with Popescu. He's better than Popescu, in my opinion. You can at me on that as well. Um, <laughs> nah, you can even sum it up. It sums it up that Popescu kind of get a game for hearts in the Championship mm. and... Shaughnessy is playing for a team that's sitting seventh in the Premiership, so that's the difference in and, class between. And one of the takes I saw today on Twitter, and I fucking really, really hope this was just someone at the BAM up that someone's saying that Jack Baird is a, was a better option than Shaughnessy. That's a wind up. <laughs> that's a hundred percent a wind up. Needs to be. Yeah. See, if you think about it though, like you do need to work it backwards. I think to appreciate just what. Joe Shaughnessy's brought to our defence over thought the you last, were going to defend shots Jack Baird there. <laughs> we've, been, <laughs> we've been exceptionally lucky. Like, mm-hmm. Shaughnessy and next to, to McCarthy, I, I think they're two excellent central defenders. That doesn't make, mean they're going to, not going to make mistakes from time to time, I think. We're, they did, they would even playing for someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're not going to get, you know, Ramos or whatever else. So, like, I think we should we should be appreciative of it. Even before them, you've got Fameo and and McLaughlin in there who were both again you know very very talented defenders so I think we were lucky to to have you really didn't, don't need to go much further back beyond that before there's some absolute horror stories <laughs> that are getting regular games in our defence and we're conceding goals left right and centre I think we've been very very well drilled under Goodwin and as settled as I think we've ever looked at the back and I don't know why a couple of red cards, at least one of which you can you know you can argue about, and it wasn't even in the league. And um, and I, I, the odd the odd error compared to the amount of goals we're conceding, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why you would want to disrupt that. I think we're we're very fortunate to have the the centre back pairing that we do. Mm-hmm. Aye, definitely. If we're talking about good defenders, then I would go as far as to say Richard Tate is the best left back we've we've had for several years, and he's not even a left back. Yeah, that's right. Give my man a shout out. I'll give you that. But the the thing is with Joe Shaughnessy as well, like um, uh, he is our captain and he leads the back line extremely well. He has that back line organised. You've got to remember that McCarthy's still young and he is an exceptional defender and I have no doubt that he will go on to probably be our best defender we've ever had at some month and I generally think he can, can go on to be a much, like go on to much better, bigger and better things. Um but at the moment, he's still quite raw and we've seen him really settled and come into probably the best form we've seen him in a while with a player like Shaughnessy next to him. Mm-hmm. Um, someone that he can learn from. He Shaughnessy is constantly talking to these defence when he's out there. He's constantly telling players who to pick up, where to be. And that goes a long way as well to our defensive record that we've had this season and something we've been praised about by numerous people outside of the club. Aye, listen, there's managers for other teams that comment consistently every week and will say about how well drilled St Myrna are, they're a great defensive side, but there's people who don't play professional football with another support, which, fair enough, we obviously don't as well, but I think it's clear to see that if you're a fan of football, that Joe Shaughnessy is a good defender. Mm-hmm. And the way he's brought, I think McCarthy, when he first came in originally, he was obviously playing next to Dak and Famo, who, again, two kind of young guys, but... It's no coincidence that we've seen the best at McCarthy since he's been playing next to Shaughnessy. Shaughnessy's bringing on everybody around him. And there's a bit of a kind of, there's a lot of confidence about him when he's on the ball as well. I think his distribution's obviously good, maybe barren today. 
But uh, apart from that, he's, he's a guy that rarely ever gives the ball away. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I don't have a problem with have a, having an aggressive centre-half. A lot of the people who are moaning about him having like, been a bit too aggressive are probably the same folk who love to have Jim Goodwin on the team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of something that's been out of football lately. There isn't really many aggressive defenders. And nah, I, I think it's a massive bonus to have somebody like Shaughnessy in there to deal with players like Morelos, etc. Because... Apart from that, Morelos never had a sniff at goal because he was well marshaled by the two mm-hmm. centre-halves. Exactly the point I was about to make. Um, in the second half, you know, it's very easy for... Um, and maybe if... Like, we, we obviously know what our fans are, can can be like. Um, if fans were in the stadium today and they were getting on Shaughnessy's back, would his head have dropped? I don't know. I, I don't think so because his head definitely didn't drop after that mistake and he made two fantastic challenges which could have led to Rangers' goals if he wasn't there or didn't make the stop there was one with um, Tavernier and there was one with Morelos not long after both in the second half that I I guess he probably won't get praised for but they were very good tackles and then even the yellow card that he picked up it was right in front of where I was sitting at the game he won the ball Aye, he did. He did win the. You see it on the replay. He won the ball. He had a wee kind of cheeky turn and look to the referee. I think he he knew it. But he's a he's a classy defender. It's what you kind of expect. And if there's teams like Rangers who are free scoring, scoring non-stop, and I think there's a lot of positives to take at the defensive performance as well. Apart from the two goals, I think Rangers really never had a sniff. I know they never came out. As Craig said, the game was pretty dead. But any time Rangers did go forward, we nullified it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, another compliment I want to give for the team as well. So the last time I was actually at a game was the Partick Thistle one in the Betfred Cup. And um, and the game before that was the Ross County game. I've noticed that our um, team are talking a lot more, which previously they were quite quiet. I think I mentioned it in the fact that against Partick Thistle, they were a really loud team, all talking to each other, all shouting, mm-hmm. um, making shouts at the ref, everything that was going on. And this time, this is the first I've seen Sitmundu, and it was actually quite telling that I know that half majority of our team are Irish, but it was all Irish accents you could hear. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we can also talk about Rangers fans are calling it, um, saying it should have been a, a sending off in retrospective punishment. Uh, John Obika elbow. That's just Rangers fans for you, really, isn't it? <laughs> These are the same people that were celebrating a picture of Margaret Thatcher and Graham Sinnis together in Ibrox the other day, and so you literally cannot trust them. Just imagine if they had a Wayne, though. How staunch would that Wayne be? As fuck, I believe it was. Just shivered. That's horrible. The Iron Lady and the Iron Man Avengers. The the only thing that I I will I I didn't really see see it too much. I saw Obika kind of jumping gold single down. Um, the only thing that I would say in Rangers' favour is that he, he got booked yellow carded and the referee did mimic the elbow to say that he elbowed him. If that is the case and that is what the referee saw, surely that is a red. I don't think he elbowed him so much as his momentum's just kind of carried mm-hmm. through a wee bit. It didn't really look like anything malicious to me at all and it certainly didn't seem that way on the pitch when they were talking about it. Um, I think it's just Rangers fans have got a chip on their shoulder because Merrillas gets sent off every... Four games for an elbow or for kicking somebody or whatever. It's not not for me at all. I mean, the massive difference, the massive difference between the ones that you get sent after is that they're stone wall red cards every time. <laughs> I don't think there's 
there's no there's no intent for Robbie Kitty hit him. I think Goldson's already on his way down as well. He's holding his face and I think the wee kind of nudge for Robbie Kitty just made it look a lot worse than it was. Hopefully it doesn't obviously get taken up to a red, you know what the compliance officers are like and mm-hmm. incidents involving Rangers and Celtic. I wouldn't doubt if Robbie Kitty probably ends up with a three game ban for attempted murder. But <laughs> <laughs> Only three games for attempted murder, is it? <laughs> Aye. Well Sean has only got three games for his tackle against uh, West County. Mm. Some folk, had that, some folk had that doing as actual murder. So I nearly took his leg off, mate. I think as a fan base, if you're going to celebrate Paul Gascoigne's elbows for 25 years, you can pipe the fuck down a bit to elbows <laughs> off John Baker. Same as like Sunes is like one of their legends, and they always talk about how they need to return the Sunes ball and all that kind of thing. So it's just mental. And, I, and, and, and another another comment I would like to make before we move on is. See, for a team that complain that the media is always against them, bloody hell, they have a lot of fans in their midst. <laughs> because no one likes us. We don't care. Like, uh, like genuinely, like in the press section, there was people claiming for like shouting the ref- the linesman that things were offside. <laughs> it's genuinely quite was like what the fuck. And I, I'm gutted we never scored because Chris Boyd was sitting next to me, and I would have loved to have jumped on him. Probably get chucked out for not social distancing, <laughs> but it would have been funny. Aye, I saw uh, Stuart Gilmore was uh, complaining about the amount of folk as well. To be fair, there, wasn't that, there wasn't that many there that, like, compared to the last few times I've been there, that I'm aware of. I don't know, it looked just round about the same, but I don't know. Stuart Gilmore yeah. can moan on. How, uh, it's no how t- loudly was Ali Defoy claiming for Rangers offside and Rangers penalties just put him in trust? Do you know what? So, <laughs> <laughs> so I commented this in the group chat and then I didn't realise it was actually her that done it. So see earlier on in the game we, they got a free kick and um, uh, I think it was Hadji that took it and it went nowhere near the goals and it went in like the, the kind of formatory thing. Aye. It was generally her that went, oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> it wasn't even fucking close. <laughs> but uh, just that close to Stephen Thompson. Just caught him. He's good side. I've done made the same noise if I've seen him in the <laughs> uh, You could hardly see him though. He had a big jacket on and a buckfast hat. But um, <laughs> what a man! Yeah, I know. Uh, we'll we'll move on and we'll talk about a win. Uh, the Ross County match. We won two 0 Extremely scrappy game, but you wouldn't expect anything less from that weather away at Dingwall. Unboxing Day. Aye, uh, definitely. I thought obviously in the end it's good to get three points, but I thought we kind of rode a luck in the first 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I thought Ross County started off pretty well. Uh, they were kind of done a lot without doing much. They were on the ball constantly, but they never kind of really threatened. They obviously had the two early chances with Anik that were both very well saved. And that's the difference. It's the quality of having a guy who's good as him in goals. You're always going to give yourself a chance of being in a game if he's able to keep ones like that. And then the red card, I think Kyle was the best game he's had in a long time. Uh, apart from maybe the St Johnston game as well, he absolutely had that point tossed at uh, times and picked up with two bookings pretty quickly. And after that, uh, St Man just kind of dominated throughout. And it was good to. Good to get the two goals and we did. It looked as if at a point when we were talking on the group chat, it just seems like one of the games you were never going to score. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good, obviously. We sliced a lot with the deflection for Fraser's goal and then it was obviously brilliant to see Dennis go on and get a goal after us championing for him to get a chance last week. So we'll take the credit for him getting on and scoring. Yes, you're very welcome. 
Aye, that's exactly it. No, I would agree with that. I thought they made it really, really difficult for us in the midfield and they were the better team for the first kind of 15, 20 minutes at least until we settled in a wee bit and I didn't know how much of the, the conditions kind of played a part in that because it looked horrendous. I was kind of joking with you in the group chat that is this the type of game that's going to get called off? But it did look as if it was pretty close to it at times but the, the way the, I don't know if it's rain or sleet or whatever, was bucketing down but... Um, I certainly after the first sending off and then definitely the second we just never really looked back at all and luckily managed to get the goals against uh, nine men mm-hmm. Was it two shirt pulls that um, the, the boy Reid gets sent off for? Uh, they just kind of getting tangled uh, up but it just, it just seems so daft it just looks like he's quite young I think he might only be 18 mm-hmm. 19 it just looks like pure inexperience to be honest and, and it did us a real a real favour. I'm not too fear of Ross County. I don't think they've got much about them. Um, but that that had all the makings of a horrible, scrappy nil-nil, or maybe maybe even a one-nil to them. And, and thankfully, Reading and then Draper with his horrendous, horrendous assault would get you the cells if he did it in Shuttle Street. Um, Fuck him! Absolutely disgusting. Was it, no, was it was it no him that was it, it, I wouldn't say instrumental because it was a shite tackle but was it no him that was shouting when Shaughnessy got sent off aye. against him at the, yeah. earlier yeah. in the season aye fuck not, him not, not long after he called I, the linesman a mongo I've seen a lot of other fans kind of criticising the way like Ethan rolled about the ground I'd love to see that I think yep. that's it's people would do it to, people are quick enough to do it to us so um, I have absolutely zero issue with I was having a wee bit of games and shit and it was smart listen Ethan knew it fine well what it was doing he knew he was going to get booked for the first one and then if you kind of take it and roll a bit it was good to see the players kind of go in and have a massive team effort and getting that big dick centre half so. to, to echo some words that Mark used at the start there's a, a fine line between you know rolling about making the most of a challenge versus like diving in the box for a penalty when you've not been touched. Like I think there's a, a very fine line and you need you need to be smart, kinda street smart to make the most of that kind of thing. And I, I like to see it as well. I'd, too often teams do that to us and we just kinda hold our hands up and go, sorry ref, mm-hmm. my bad. So it's, it's good to see us actually doing that kind of thing. Some people don't like cap- it and I can get that but I think you're capitalising on kind of an opportunity that they're giving you and I just don't see anything wrong with it if, you know if, if you reverse the rules from earlier in the season like we're talking about there with Draper and Shaughnessy's tackle that he got sent off for if, if that happened against our players if Draper put that tackle in on Shaughnessy or Rebecca or whatever else you can imagine us being up in arms and, and saying you know like that should have been a bit more but it's just kind of dying away and you're getting on with it whereas they shithoused their way to a red card there surrounding the fourth official and everything else and it's it's fine like on balance it's probably a red card but if, if someone goes heavy in through the back of a player even if they don't really um, you know like they've not actually like destroyed them or anything and then they're stupid enough to raise their hands and, and give them a wee push or whatever near the deck then make the most of it make them pay for it if they're going to be ill-disciplined I think that's what you kind of expect to see almost from a kind of yogi type coming in and, and I like yogi as a a manager in, in theory, but you're, you're kind of, he's all about emotion, he's getting people, hit, like, you know, hit up and playing high tempo, high pressure, high press football, and people are going to kind of lose the heat every now and then, and it's, it's almost, it's almost our responsibility, in a way, to highlight that and use it to our advantage, it's a, it's an opportunity, and I, 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 just to echo what you guys were saying, I've got absolutely no issue at all with us making the most of those opportunities when they present themselves and it's, it's the difference between us having three points over a team who 
realistically are in our kind of subdivision of the the league or having one point or potentially having no points and handing three to them. So mm-hmm. kind of the game at the end of the day, like I'll get it up and I'll, I'll get no issues. So, 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 no, also what I mentioned is speaking of shithousing what I really liked today was Shaughnessy um, was keeping count of uh, Rangers player fouls so anytime the referee blew a foul he was like that's two times now he's done that and he's been three remember him I, I quite like that and I, long may that continue Ole is better than maths so <laughs> do, you know, do you know Foley's the best <laughs> counter I've ever seen he's he's so much quicker at counting um, right. <laughs> And you mentioned as well about uh, Christian Dennis um, getting his first goal for the club. We've definitely seen something from him. We mentioned it in the previous podcast that we would like to see a wee bit more from him. And um, the fact that there's no reserve or bounce games being played, that's kind of worked against him. Um, and he's not a complete write-off as some some people were saying that like he was, they didn't see what he brought to the squad, but he never really had a chance to. Um, he's now got his first goal. He came off the bench today as well. And do you know what? He, he looked all right and he looked like he offered something completely different. Um, and do you know what? I'd quite like to see him maybe start and like we can if he gets tired, we can sub him after 60, 65 minutes or whatever. But I'd quite like to see him start against Kilmarnock. Yeah, I'm the same. I don't think you're missing out on hold-up play from... You know, in theory, that's the argument. It's that Abita or Erwin are bigger and you'll get more out of them physically and holding the ball up. But neither of them really play that game. Abita's potentially the worst in, in our squad at holding on to the ball and, and playing that kind of physical game. It's just not not him. And, and I think you put any one of the other strikers in our squad on, on the end of that cross in for the second goal. And I'm not convinced any of them would have worried it. Honestly, I, I think I think that's that's all you really need to get from from a striker in our squad just now to to deserve a chance he, there was a, a kind of half chance there he moved himself really well freed him up it, it looked as if he was in acres of space but that was clever movement on his mm-hmm. his part and it was a really well executed composed header which if, if Manias had that composure he'd have five, six, seven goals for us this season if if Abika did then Abika wouldn't play for us at one because like, mm-hmm. of the, the chances he does and the spaces he does get himself into so I'm I'm a hundred percent in favour of, of Dennis getting a proper run out and a couple of donkeys at the back for Kilmarnock as well. So mm-hmm. I don't I, I would rather hit he go on and try and give them the run around than we try and rely on Abika to win headers against Stuart Finlay and Kurt Broadfoot all day or, or whatever had it as they call it. I mean and also talking of donkeys we can mention Craig's favourite player of all time that's ever wore the Simon shirt and that is Callum Waters um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, la- la- last time out against Kilmarnock we didn't register a shot and goal um, <laughs> and it's Danny Rogers <laughs> Danny, uh, Danny Rogers, Rogers in goals as well yeah um, hopefully it'll be something a bit different this time it'll be different this time because yeah. Con- surely Connolly has to start against this because Connolly against Waters is a matchup we all want to see it's fucking mouth watering stuff isn't it <laughs> skip past Waters and fire the ball into Dennis to head it in oh, no, have, you seen, have you seen that I know, well, mention abroad have you seen that the West Ham chance that's been going about on Twitter where he goes to boot the ball and he smashes the guy's head that'd be quite nice if that happened to Broadfoot <laughs> <laughs> not that we can uh, do that sort of stuff I think uh, I'm, I'm a Craig that is, uh, is mouth watering honestly I'm, I think if that's one of the ones that you'd really want to be in the stadium to watch because I think that'll be a bit of a roasting it's good as well. Fraser's good going forward, and Fraser and Connolly sort of doubling up in waters. And surely you'd think that Goodwin will maybe 
target waters as mm. such, but he kept playing him every game last year, so mm-hmm. he'll probably be telling the squad he's a phenomenal left back. He should try and go <laughs> up the other side. Well, uh, we didn't target him in the last match, so no. But it was, I think we never targeted him last match, but I think every team we played against last year targeted him. <laughs> yeah. I think the, the the worst game I've seen him have was a five two game at yeah. Tynecastle last when year when Hearts stuck. Uchi. Oh man, Uchi, who doesn't have a first touch and they played him right wing, just so he could specifically absolutely roast this wee tiny guy who can't play football or game, and it worked because they got five goals. So. <laughs> Yeah, God, that's bringing back nightmares. Nightmares, aye. Mm-hmm. How you've went through an Irish granny or something? Is that maybe what it is? It's just more pro Irish virus. That's stupid. Callum Waters to Richard Tate in the space of a year. That is wow. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Some glow up in it. That uh, yeah, is a glow up. <laughs> and also, I need Callum Waters to have a horrendous game against us because I have made this point. Um, on another podcast that I do not think that Waters was that good and they disagreed with me um, and I, I need them to have a bad game just to kind of prove a point <laughs> I did um, I did the same thing a, a, a guy I, I know from from where, where I stay here um, has a football podcast and I had like a season preview thing for them at the start of the year and we're talking about the Kelly squad and I had Kelly I think I had us in seventh and I had Kelly in ninth <laughs> and the two of them absolutely lost the head for for having no justification for it, but I like went in so heavy on Callum Waters and so heavy on Danny Rodgers <laughs> and was like, honestly, this is the worst squad I've ever seen come on. Like, have you'll do well not to get relegated? <laughs> Absolutely, and you've got a snake at centre half and everything, and then it's all kind of come up Trump so far. So, they'd be doing, doing us both a real favour if we can just bully, mm-hmm. bully the wee reptile on his pals off the pitch. <laughs> I don't, <know. laughs> don't hold back. <laughs> I'll just go off the fence for. I just hope that someone pushed this podcast onto Cal Motors and go, do you know how hated you are by St. Mun fans? <laughs> Not even St. Mun, us four. Like, I don't even think St. Mun fans really didn't like him that much. But, um, I wish we had Cal Motors to play at the centre of our defence instead of Joe Shaughnessy. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, so, uh, Sam, you mentioned uh, about our um, January January fixture list and how we could be, we should look at basically winning them all, especially the way we've been playing. Aye, it's weird that obviously, as a St. Month fan, we've probably never looked at a month of fixtures other than we've been in the division below and thought to ourselves, oh, we really should be winning all four of the games, but why shouldn't we be winning all four of the games we're playing? A Motherwell team who we bet away from home without playing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, St Johnston who we gave two goals to, kind of out of nothing, and still bet them we're playing Kilmarnock who really aren't in any form at all. I think the only game that kind of does strike me as a bit of an issue is the Cup semi against Livingston. I think you touched on it before, just before we started, that Livingston are really, really good form. They're a good side. Martindale sort of transformed them, they, even though he's always been the manager. Now he's <laughs> sort of full control. He's I think Livingston really haven't looked back since appointing them, so I think that's the only game I really see being a problem. But I, you look at those fixtures individually, we're probably a, we're playing better than all four of them, so there's no reason why that we shouldn't win all four games. But now, after seeing that, we'll be out of the cup and have two points, so that's usually how it goes. Aye, that's exactly it. I don't like being optimistic when it comes to one, but no, I think the, the Livingston one is the, the one that worries me the most, but um, that is still a full. What, a month away for now and anything can happen between now and then but um, it is a one-off game so you can't really 
like form doesn't come into the games yeah. most of the time unless you're playing the likes of maybe the old former Aberdeen or Hibs so it's anyone's game but no, I would agree with you these are certainly Saturday, starting with Saturday um, we should be looking to pick up maximum points or at least close to it for me anyway mm. um, hopefully we can bring in a, a striker and score a few goals and <laughs> push us up the table as well well his name's Christian Dennis see the thing is with Dennis's second goal it's a goal that I think we said a couple of weeks ago that a real chance hasn't felt to Dennis and that's the first chance that I can really remember that Dennis I've looked and thought right he needs to score that and he did and it, was a real, it was a real striker's goal I, 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 don't think, I, I love Obika I think he's good at what he does but I don't think Obika Erwin or Junior would have been able to put that away and it was just a so it looks like a guy who's scored goals all his career just knew what he was doing straight away as soon as the ball came in. Mm-hmm. Junior would have had too much time to think and fucking skied it. And have we played Sam Foley as a striker? Do we know what he has to offer? He did have played twice. <laughs> We've kept so many clean sheets with him playing up front. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll move on from that. Um, and I think we, we, we deserve a little game of uh, who the fuck did you play for? And do you know what? I think the first player I've got here, someone who I was going to do before, and I thought, do you know what? Might be a bit harsh on the guys. And then someone actually reached out to us on Twitter saying that we should really do this one. So that was Craig Matthew. So thanks for this. And I think we now have the player to approach and do the the jingle for us the same way Stevie Thompson's done the other one so Mark you're getting to go first on this one okay. how many clubs can you name of now there's 22 to choose for <laughs> Jose Kitongo holy shit <laughs> 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 I love Craig's face <laughs> I can't even. I'm just going to throw a number out. I'm just going to say six. Six. I'm on mute. And also, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, and also, it's you know, clubs that he's paid for twice don't count. They only go as one. He played like if they that counted, they'd have been about forty. Um, so, so you're going to say six, Mark? Okay. Yep. Uh, Sam, uh, can can you do more than six? I think I might have been months old when he played for St Mirren, so I can only name two. <laughs> I uh, was at the game that you had to leave to go to the toilet. Um, Craig, <laughs> can you name more than six? Uh, <laughs> I, six, maybe seven. Oh, he's saying seven. Are you going to seven? Is that your final answer? I'll go for seven, but seven. I forget the seven first as soon as I've said it. I'll go for it. I'll go for it. Mark, can you name I've more than I've never been happier no. for someone to say a number like <laughs> I cannot name eight. I can't name six. I probably can name five. <laughs> right, Craig, on you go. Six, seven uh, clubs. <laughs> Hold on, well, I'll go through my list. I know it's right. I just want to tuck it off. Yep, there we go. <laughs> uh, Hearts. Yep. St. Martin. Yep. Kilmarnock. Yep. Aloha. Yep. Uh, right, there's two d- more. This is one of the Albion teams, but I can't remember what Albion Rovers. Correct. One more. Uh, and he played for a junior team. He still plays for this team, I think. Pollock. Oh, he doesn't still play for them, but he did play for them. That is seven. Well done, Craig. There's a 
there's another team as well. Ah, oh, there's, there's. I mean, there's twenty two of them. So, <laughs> well, aye, there's another, there's another Scottish team as well, but um, I cannot for the life of me remember. Again, I apologise in some of these pronunciations. So he played for Benfica, which is mental. I know <laughs> Sam's face. <laughs> played like twenty games for them. Um, Estoril or Estoril, Waterford United, Cooping, Darlington, Hamilton Hearts, Mon Kilmarnock, Deba Al Hassan, Aloha Albion Rovers, Partick Thistle. Dumbarton, Prolison, Livingston, Stenhouse Muir, Glenafton United, Pollock, Les Mahago, Muirkirk, and Bud Hill. Fucking more clubs than Tiger Woods, man. <laughs> <laughs> My, um, I once, I think I might have mentioned this um, the first time I was on or something. I was once up at Paisley Golf Club when I was like, I don't know, I'd have been 11 or something, 10 or 11. So you're talking the squad around the kind of Tom Hendry era. And then um, when Katongo was there, so the first story that I mentioned from that was walking into the corridor in the changing rooms just as a naked Tom Brown turned the corner <laughs> and went towards the show. But uh, then get changed, we went up the stairs to get a, to get a lunch in the full summer squad was in the, the bar. I had my scorecard in my pocket. I was like, right, I may get it signed. When else are you going to meet the full team? Like, blah, blah, blah. So I took the, the scorecard and... Uh, can't remember if it was McLaughlin or, or Jimmy or Tommy Turner or whatever, but they were like, "No, no, just just go round all the guys and they'll all sign it for you. Don't worry." So must have been nine, you know, fifteen boys got to Jose Katongo and handed him a scorecard. I was like, "Could you sign that for me, please, Jose?" And he spoke a fake language right back at me in the most aggressive way. It wasn't Portuguese; like, it was just absolute gibberish straight back at me, so aggressively, and I shat myself. Obviously, no hard English, and just like kind of stared at him in the and just shook. And then he went, no bother, big man. And then started signing it and handed it back, and the entire team erupted. And I was like, right, well, that's, that's me, so just bend the scorecard on the way out. I'm away to support Celtic. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. That was some you told. <laughs> the scars are real. You'll always be remembered for that time you ran off for a jobby. <laughs> Dingwall. <laughs> <laughs> I, all I remember from Jose Katongo really was him skinning five players and then slipping and losing the ball. <laughs> um, next up, so Sam, you get to go first on this one. 14 clubs. Alan Gow. Fuck. Five. Five. Craig, can you name more than five? I think I'm five as well. Oh, Mark? I, I, I was going to say five, but I'll say six just for dramatic purposes and try and work it out as I go. Sam, can you name seven? No. No. I mean, it's just a case of saying Scottish teams' names past the point for it, but. Kind of, eh? So, Mark, you're saying six. Right. So, is it one? Yes. Rangers? Did you get to count Rangers twice? Or? No, just once. So. Ah, uh, Falkirk? Correct. Kilmarnock? Wrong. <sighs> and you know what? One was the other one I had. Technically, it's 15 clubs because I've just looked through my list and realised I've not written St. Mon down. I <laughs> <laughs> think I can get a six. Oh. I mean, two's already uh, been handed to you, so it doesn't really count if you can now can get six. <laughs> do you know what? I'm going to try and name seven because. It's better. Okay. Try to name seven than just losing the point just anyway. So. Name six Scottish teams in a random Indian team and you've probably got it. Oof. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Exeter. Yes. <laughs> right, Plymouth. Yes. Motherwell. Yes. And Mark said Rangers, mm-hmm. St Mirren, Falkirk. Mm-hmm. Hibs. Correct. Seven. So you could have done it. I cannot believe I found an ex Rangers player that hasn't played for Kilmarnock. <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances? So, yeah, he played for Clyde Bank, Airdrie, Falkirk, Rangers, Blackpool, Norwich, Plymouth, Hibs, Motherwell, Notts County, East Bengal, <laughs> Exeter, Bristol Rovers, Queen's Park. And then I have Sterling in brackets because he was only on trial, but he did play two league games for them. So I didn't really know if that counted or not. So if one of you said Sterling, I probably would have given it to you. But yeah, still one of the was. You know, it's Trenard now. Uh, I don't think he'd play anymore. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he played on trial for them not that long ago, i seen, but uh, it's, he was a weird one. He was the saviour when he came in. I think oh, no, I'm thinking of Daryl Duffy. He's a, he's a machine in front of goal. Aye. Well, this one is a bit of an easier one, I thought. Only played for six clubs, seeing that we've had one that's played for 22 and 14. Um, who is it goes first on this one? Craig, you're going first on this one. David Clarkson. David Clarkson. Six clubs. Uh, three. Three. Mark, yeah. can you name more than three? I've got four, I think. Four. Okay. Nah, that was only three. Craig, any retaliation? Can you do more than four? Nah, definitely not. Right, Mark. Four clubs. Motherwell? Yes. Millen? Yes. St. Johnston? Wrong. <laughs> ah, twice yeah. Motherwell Bristol City Brentford Bristol Rovers Dundee and St Mirren Dundee, Dundee. fucking forgot because he broke that record yeah with the most consecutive goals aye yep I had, um, I had Bristol City and I was keeping that in the back pocket for the big reveal at the end I was so sure <laughs> of St Johnson I was Bristol see after when I put Bristol Rovers down it reminded me of that story of Andy Dorman when he was at Crystal Palace and he went and loaned to Bristol Rovers thinking it was Bristol City and it turns out he was in like two <laughs> leagues below he thought he was going to play in. <laughs> Andy Dorman there was a player so next one up we mentioned about bomb scared defenders we've had in the past oh. <laughs> might be a bit harsh Autumn. but he had the nickname for a reason. Ten clubs, Lee Mayer. Mark again to go first. How many clubs can you name? I didn't realise Lee Mayer played for ten clubs, but there you go. Uh, I, think I've, I think I've got a, I mean, it's stung me already, but I think I've got a definite four. Four. Sam? Six. Six? That's, didn't even go one up. Went straight to six. Craig, can you name seven? I could get six. I don't think I can get seven unless I'd, I guess. Mark? No, I'm not even that sure I had four. So. <laughs> Sam, six. Uh, Aberdeen. Yep. St Mirren. Yep. Partick. Yep. Dumbarton. Yep. Dundee. Yep. And Dundee United. Correct. So, yeah, started at Dundee, then loan spells East Fife and Falkirk, then Stockport County, Dundee United, Aberdeen, St Mirren, Partick, Thistle, Dumbarton, and then finished at Stranraer. Which I think he was assistant manager for a while, but now he's full time Herbalife and tinfoil hat wearer. So <laughs> I would now go to Stockport. 
I would have also accepted Herbalife, by the way, if you'd said it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a draw at the moment between Craig and Sam. Unfortunately, Mark, you have to sit out this last round. But at least when you were on the podcast, you got to answer some questions because usually Ross doesn't let you. <laughs> it's a novelty that I've enjoyed, thank you. <laughs> so we'll go to Sam first. 12 clubs. Momo, Super Mo Kamara. <sighs> ah, three. Three. Craig, can you do more than three? That's a no. Uh, aye. Oh, aye. Aye. How many? How many you naming? Four. Is it month count again, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Four. I can go for four. Sam? No, no chance. I, I, I don't actually think I knew three. I was just completely <laughs> guessing one of them. So, so this does, is his country, does his country count? No, <laughs> does it fuck? <laughs> oh. So, Craig, you've got to name four, and if you get this wrong, the point goes to Sam and he wins. So. I go? Yeah, on you go. All right, cool. Uh, St. Martin, Celtic, Wolves and Derby. Correct. Four clubs, well named. Well named. Craig, you have one. Other clubs you could have, and again, I apologise for pronunciations, I think it's Bovis. It could be Beavis. I don't know. Um, Troys, Leeharve, Lille, Wolves, Burnley, Celtic, Derby, Norwich, Blackpool, St. Mirren, and then finish his career at Torquay. Craig. What Awful, awful player. <laughs> Aye, it was terrible. I, I remember when he went to Sainsbury's as well and I fucking Googled him and got to know him so well and all the clubs he'd played for and then obviously fucking erased that from my mind because of the fact <laughs> I could only name four. I remember when we had Derby County in a friendly and I think, was it Ricky Gillis? Or was it Ricky Gillis or was it uh, Hugh Murray? One of their testimonials was against Derby County, I'm sure. And I think Mo Kamara was the only player on this, the pitch that I knew who he was. And I was just like, and people, and I think we may have beat them or we lost 1 0. And I think Derby County were either Championship or Premier League at the time. And I was like, boasting, like, yeah, we only lost 1 0. And they're like, ah, but who actually played? And I was like, Mo Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> so when we signed them, you know, like, I was ex- expecting a little bit more. I think that the most exciting thing that ever happened when Mo Kamara signed for us was did his motor no get panned in when he left in Finiston? It was in the papers. That was about it. I, I was, was going to say he hadn't played up in Paisley since um, since when he was at Celtic before when we were at Love Street. So for his first game, he drove to Love Street instead of the new stadium <laughs> and had to get turned in the driver and told to the new driver. Nice. Um, and I think it was at his debut, and I'm pretty sure I don't know if he got called for all three of them. But he had three foul throws in the space of about ten minutes, <laughs> and I'd been telling everyone that would listen that we'd signed this like international left back. He was, low, he was, he was a he was a he was a big name as well, and he was just fucking awful the for Canadian us. Canadian Cafu, right? Yeah, who who was bigger, Mo Kamara or Eric Jemba Jemba? Ah, uh, gotta be the eight million pound man, Jemba Jemba, isn't it? Big Cristiano has got to come and watch him. Yeah. Aye. <laughs> Sure, there's a picture of Jemba Jemba, Ronaldo, and Fergie, and 
<laughs> absolutely may fucking surprise what one didn't they work out I just absolutely love the story it was Lewis Morgan that used to that said it once and the, the, how podcast uh, he, uh, he was just going to come he was like ah Cristiano Ronaldo he's going to come and watch this he's a good friend of mine he's going to come and watch this <laughs> sitting in Nando's <laughs> I will with the youth team he wasn't with any of the first team players it was just like Aye. the young boys he took to random they wonder it shouldn't have been anywhere near the fucking reserves <laughs> oh class 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 anyway thanks for listening um, mate, I hope he's had a good Christmas and have a good new year fuck Alex Ray and uh, fuck Callum Waters by the sounds of things Aye. Fuck George Galloway. I fuck George Galloway. Fuck him in his five season tickets. All five of them. Fuck him. <laughs> I heard he was at the game today. I, uh, fuck uh, Alan McGregor. I keep up with the commandment theme. Fuck Manuel Piscali. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Gus McPherson, actually. He's part commander, can't he? Uh, Gary Hay. Fuck Gary Hay. <laughs> fuck whatever mascot is it. Podcast Network.